This morning's reading from John's Gospel is what's called a call story, the call to follow. But unlike so many call stories in scripture, this one is not dramatic. There is no flashing light, no booming voice, no clear instruction as to what the disciples are to do. Instead, what we hear is Jesus asking a question, a strange but in many ways a penetrating and still relevant question. And the question is, what are you looking for? Not who are you looking for, but what are you looking for? And it's a really important question for all of us. What are you looking for? What is it that will fill your life with purpose and meaning? When Jesus turned and confronted John the Baptist's two disciples as they began to actually physically follow him, I wonder if they were startled by his question and its directness. What are you looking for? Jesus asked. No parable with an invitation at the end, no gentle teaching. And although they had no immediate answer to his question, what are you looking for? Just then, during the course of Jesus' ministry, it would become obvious just what some of those who followed Jesus were looking for. As his reputation spread and crowds followed him with various diseases and ailments, they were looking for healing. Healing of body, mind and spirit. As his popularity grew, there were the religious leaders who began to question his theology and his credentials because they were looking for ways to trap him. As his ministry grew, there were those who wanted him to lead the people in an uprising against Rome because they were looking for a warrior leader. As his miracles increased, there were people crowding in on him because they were looking for entertainment. It seems that there were lots of people with needs and wants and personal agendas who followed him. And as we heard recently, when Jesus went off by himself to get away from the crowds, his own disciples came and interrupted him, announcing, everyone is looking for you. And maybe the disciples were right. Everyone is looking for Jesus, even if they don't realise it. What we do know about Andrew is the day that Andrew spent with Jesus changed his life. And he was so excited, he went to find his brother Simon, who was also a fisherman. Andrew told his brother, we have found the Messiah, the Anointed One. And whatever Simon saw in his brother, his demeanour, his certainty, whatever it was, it prompted him to go with him, to meet this rabbi, this teacher that had caused such a reaction in his brother. And when they found him, Jesus looked at Simon and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas. We know Simon or Cephas as Peter. Now, Peter went on to become a great leader among the early church, but we don't hear much more about Andrew. He remains in the background. From there on, in the New Testament, Andrew is referred to as Simon Peter's brother. 
In the New Testament, Andrew is mentioned about 12 or 13 times, while Peter is mentioned over 150 times. Andrew took a back seat while his more famous brother spent his life in the limelight. But here's the thing. Peter became a disciple of Jesus thanks to the witness of his brother Andrew. And because of what Andrew did, we have a rich heritage on which to build our lives as we seek the answer to the question, what am I looking for? Through the writings of Peter and others like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul, the New Testament writers, many have encountered the Jesus of the Bible and found in him a different way of being. His actions and teachings showing them a new way to live. You see, Jesus is outrageously forgiving and accepting. He meets people where they are and rids them of the negative influences in their lives. He heals people of their suffering and has experienced suffering himself, both mental and physical torture. He teaches a rule of love rather than obligation. He invites people to follow rather than demanding allegiance. There's no pressure in Jesus' words of come and see, no strings attached. It is simply an open invitation to experience all that God has done and all that God offers. Jesus didn't outline a list of rules and regulations, but rather modelled an intimate relationship with God. And while this set of values and models for living is fairly simple, they can be life-changing. And for some, that challenge of change can be threatening. You see, whether you realise it or not, Jesus' message was radical. Not only radical 2,000 years ago, it still is. When John's disciples started following Jesus, they couldn't possibly have known what they were getting into. But almost immediately, they knew things were going to be very, very different. Because the second they started following, they started being challenged and changed. And that's conveyed in the simple statement that we heard earlier. One of them was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. At once, immediately, he found his brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah. This word means Christ, the anointed one. Then he took Simon to Jesus. Someone once said, Andrew's claim to fame is that whenever we see him, he's bringing someone to Jesus. Here, he brings his brother Simon Peter. We don't hear Andrew preach or teach, but we see him doing the most important thing one human being can do for another. He opens the door to God for the other to step through. And for three years, Andrew along with his brother, Simon Peter, followed Jesus. And after Christ's death and resurrection, tradition claims that Andrew went on to preach in southern Greece, then later in the Ukraine and in southern Russia. And we are told that he too was crucified. So why did he do it? 
He did it because he had encountered Christ. And in him he found what he was looking for. He learned that there was something bigger in this world than just meeting out a daily existence. There was purpose and meaning. Life could be and can be rich and full. That there was an open invitation for a personal relationship with God. And so he continued to bring people to Jesus. As we move through this season of Lent, we are going to follow Jesus' story and meet some of the people he encounters along the way. People who responded positively and people who didn't. Because after all, they, just as we, have a choice as how we respond to him. So we'll meet Zacchaeus, who welcomed him. Bartimaeus, who called out to him. Mary and her sister Martha, who questioned him. Judas, who betrayed him. Caiaphas, who condemned him. And Peter. Well, Peter, who denied him. And I think that each will have something to say to us.